Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and sell and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. E-commerce is a technology that cannot be ignored. What I see happening is really a change in customer buying expectations. The heavy-duty parts industry has been slow to adopt this technology, but that is rapidly changing. In this episode, I am thrilled to have Chris Harrington, President and COO of Gen Alpha, return to the show. Now, Chris and I started our conversation about e-commerce in episode 61, and today we're going to continue that conversation with the goal of helping companies that want to get into the e-commerce game, but don't really know where to get started. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Jamie. It's great to be here. So excited to be back. And I'm uh, really looking forward to this discussion. So let's get started and kind of go back to the beginning, if you will. Give our audience a quick recap of what is happening with e-commerce in the heavy-duty parts industry What is driving so many manufacturers, dealers, distributors to roll out e-commerce sites in 2020? Yeah. I mean, the short answer is, of course, the pandemic, right? It's it's really shifted things beyond anybody's expectations. There's nothing we could predict that would take us as far as we've gotten so fast. You know, many are saying that e-commerce has advanced by five years since the pandemic has started. So there's been a real shift as people have had to remote work and do things a little differently than they're used to and get out of their comfort zones that there's this shift to online. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that sales are up. It just means that people are going to a different sales channel to execute the transaction. So it's interesting, Digital 360, Digital Commerce 360, which is a contributor that a lot of uh, vendors contribute to, they do a lot of great information on what's happening in B2B and uh, retail e-commerce. And they reported that at the end of August of this year, there were 130 days in which online sales exceeded $2 billion, 130 days. If we compare that to 19, there were two such days when we're, you know, the year isn't even over. So I think that's kind of telling you what's happening here. You know, that being said, things were shifting before the pandemic occurred. You know, we have the digital natives who are quickly entering the workforce. In fact, they're here now. And when we talk about digital natives, we're really talking about those Gen X, excuse me, the Gen Y, the millennials, those people who really were born with digital technology in their hand. And as they move into these purchasing positions across multiple industries, including our our industry, heavy duty parts and and the the industries that we support, um, they are looking 
to use technology. They're looking for the easiest way to get a job done and they rely on technology to do that. So many of these, uh, you know, the generational shift, the shift with the pandemic has really accelerated what we're seeing in e-commerce today. So why is implementing an e-commerce site more than just changing how your website functions? Yeah. So if we think about a website, historically, we've thought about a website as something that's informational, right? People come there uh, and the journey is related to how they find their information. What products and brands do you sell or service? Um, where are your various locations? What are your hours? How do I get a hold of you? You know, phone number and that type of information. E-commerce is a transactional place. Buyers are coming there to search for things. Search becomes a real powerful tool. Um, identifying the right part, getting price and availability, and actually placing an order is that buyer journey. That's what the sites are shifting to. So an e-commerce site is really now a sales channel. And just like all sales channels that we have, we have to nurture them. We have to make sure we're investing in them. We need to plan for their future success. So it's now really a change in the entire way in which we're doing business. And, and that's why uh, it is, in fact, so different. Is It's because that it's that internal change that we have to get our arms wrapped around and our minds wrapped around. This is the new way of doing business. So with every change management initiative, a leader is required. How do you recommend that companies structure the team that is responsible for implementing e-commerce in a company and making that shift? Yeah, I, I think that with this, it always starts at the, at the top. So as you mentioned, you need an experienced leader. I, I highly recommend that, you know, for you to be successful and to make sure that you're not making the common mistakes, hiring an experienced leader will prevent those types of things from happening along with an experienced vendor, you know, so you'll have a vendor, but you need that experienced leader because you want them to carry the project through your organization and have it continue. Even when you, you may not be working as close with that vendor. So an experienced um, leader who's surrounded by a great team, E-commerce is going to touch all different areas of a business. It's going to touch your customer support team, your sales team, your service team, IT, finance. So I like to say, bring in the influencers from that team to help, to have them be a part of the project. You want them to help decide what are the requirements for your business. And then when those requirements are rolled into your solution, you want them taking it back to those team members and really being the advocate. There's a risk of an e-commerce site not being successful if you don't have the right uh, team members involved. You know, adoption could be very low. So to reduce uh, and mitigate that risk, you want to make sure you've got an experienced leader surrounded by uh, a great team that's going to roll it out into the rest of the business. I really like what you're talking about with the risk of, of adoption, because I think that's always going to be a clear and present danger. With any change initiative, I've been part of entrepreneurial companies that I've started and, and built up and sold, and I've been part of big private equity-owned big roll-ups. And, and we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars or even a billion dollars under management. And so it doesn't really matter what business you're in. 
you could have the best plan, you could have the best thing lined up. And if people internally in the company don't adopt it, if they're fighting you every step of the way, it's not going to work. We see this and, you know, we've been doing this for a while now. And, you know, some organizations, they don't hire that experienced leader. They don't make it a line item on the budget, right? They don't give it a sales goal to really grow online sales. So the support team that's supposed to really help allow it to be that growth mechanism that it can be because it it also while online sales are growing it's not if you build it they will just come right there's work that is needed to make sure and we're going to get into some of that but the leadership team has to really put the effort behind it included that budgeted effort to make sure that it has uh, great legs throughout the organization. So it's sustainable and it's going to keep thriving and growing into the future. So it's such a key uh, element for success. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Chris Harrington, president and COO of Gen Alpha. Chris, what is the most used aspect of an e-commerce platform or website? Yeah, our analytics show us that hands down, search is the most used function, particularly in our world of of parts and parts management and and heavy duty parts. You know, think about it. Your customers are coming to the site to get information to buy. Typically, they want to do it very quickly. You know, in the parts world, if they're reaching out to you, it's typically because there's a problem. Either they're planning to prevent a problem or there is a problem and they need to get something back up and running, right? So, Uh, You know, if it's the purchaser coming to your site, they may have been given a list of part numbers from somebody in the organization. So they've got part numbers and SKUs and they're going to search by the exact part that they're looking for. And typically that's an easy problem to solve initially in an e-commerce site. The more challenging piece is when, you know, you have that fleet technician Now, uh, he might be coming to the site and have a VIN number, uh, a model number. He might have an assembly description or a description of a part. It's really important that if we're going to be successful with all of these different roles that come to a site, um, we have to pay attention to all those different search areas. And search is the most used area of the site. What we'll find is that it's an area where parts teams will spend the most amount of time when they're setting up their e-commerce site. So there'll be a significant time element put in there to make sure that as these fleet operators are looking for things, they can find through search what they're looking for. But the great news is that the more you invest in this area in search, the more uh, bottom line return you get because there are higher conversions as you improve your search tools. I'll say search is the most important area of a site, but it takes time. It will never be perfect. So you just keep iteratively working on it. And there's a powerful return as you keep uh, making the investment. And really, sometimes I think there's a risk when people start to think about digital, they kind of forget that it's a representation of what's happening in the offline world. So in the old days, right, before all of this technology was available, I mean, we had the problem of people ordering a part, it was the wrong part. So we all know the frustration from our customer when they get a part and it's wrong, and they have to send it back, and then they have to wait for the replacement part. 
and it delays repairing that vehicle and it increases downtime. So when it comes to getting the search part right, that's why it's so important. It's the most used, but also it has the potential to either make the customer extremely happy with the process or very, very frustrated. And that's going to have that offline impact on your business. Yeah, agree 100%. It's so interesting as you go across multiple industries, and and I know it's true in heavy duty parts as well, people call things different things even, you know, uh, widgets and other things will have a different name. There isn't something that's coming to mind right now. That's how you keep improving search so somebody can get, you start thinking about all the different ways people call things. And in Canada, they may call it one thing. And down here in the U.S., we're calling it something different, right? So expanding search to even find everything that they might have is really valuable. And then, of course, you're bringing up some other key elements like to ensure that they get the right part number. You want to have an image of that. You might want to have a PDF document associated with the file so that they can really um, get additional information if needed. Um, You could have MSDS documents and other things associated with the product to really ensure that they're getting everything that they need to know about that product they're buying, specifications and all those things. So beyond search of getting to the right part, it's yeah, once I'm there, is this truly the part that I need? And there's all this other backup that can then come into play to make sure that that part's not being returned to you as a seller. We're going to go off script here and I have to be careful how I word this because I don't want to have to change the uh, rating on this episode to explicit. But I remember just talking about something that is called something different. I remember going to a customer for the first time as a sales account manager And the lady ordered a horse, insert slogan word for male genitalia. (laughs) And I'm like, pardon? (laughs) She says, you know, it goes on a trailer. And I'm like, no, I don't know. She was talking about a kingpin, right? (laughs) So I just remember being like, oh, yeah. I've never heard that one before, but I promise you I will never forget it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And there's lots of examples like that across industries, right? So, um, and there's probably some really funny ones in there too. Okay. So we got to get search right. In many of my meetings while working with aftermarket distributors and now as a consultant who works with manufacturers, distributors, and dealers, I know that I've encountered a lot of fear about publishing mostly price, but I guess also price and availability for everyone to see. And when you're with e-commerce, you're putting your pricing out for the world to see. So. In your experience, how do organizations overcome this fear? Why is it important? Yeah, you're hitting on all the good things right now, right? So we talked about search. In every discovery session with a new customer, we spend a lot of time on search. We spend a lot of time on getting parts identified correctly, and we spend a lot of time on price and availability. So frankly, people don't buy if they don't know price and availability. So it's At some point in the buying process, that information has to be there. Now, displaying price is a choice. And it really comes down to, you know, the industry that you're serving and how competitive uh, that industry really is online today. So what we like to tell, you know, manufacturers, distributors, and dealers is this is a choice. How, How and when to display price is your choice. And, you know, if you're a distributor who sells to a dealer network, you've got a loyal dealer network, and maybe you're exclusive to them. So you're not going to open your site up to others. 
you could behind a login, that's when people would see price and availability. So you're safely still keeping that information behind. And then when they log in, they see pricing according to their account with you. So if it's a more loyal dealer who spends a lot, maybe they have a better level of discount, then they would safely be seeing their discount because that would be tied to some ERP system that's pulling that in. You know, other uh, distributors, dealers, they may decide, of course, to open it up to guests and have uh, registered users log in with an account and, and have pricing. But the guest user sees a list price or an MSRP price. And then only after login, if their specific account has earned some level of discount, then they would see that. So the first thing I would say is it's a choice. But I will tell you that as acceleration and adoption of e-commerce continues to happen. We as manufacturers, dealers, and distributors, we have to get comfortable with our price. It's important to have good pricing strategies, um, which uh, is easier to do because there is an online element today. So you can check your pricing against competitors. There are exercises you can do to see if your pricing is in line. And then you have to have a really good value proposition for the products you're selling online, right? So it's not, you know, what options do you have for shipping? When are you expected to turn an order around? You know, what's the quality of the product you're serving? Do you have a, a better, best, and, and an alternative? You know, so that, that value proposition that you're giving people is really important to consider as well. And I, I would strongly tell people we got to get comfortable getting our prices out there. So that's, that's one of the things we need to work on. We don't have the ability to cover everything in this interview. And before we finish today, we're going to let people know how they can learn more. But as a way of ending our conversation, if you sell heavy-duty parts as a manufacturer, or you're a truck dealer, or you're an aftermarket distributor, how important is e-commerce going forward? And when should you get started if you haven't already? E-commerce is critical. You know, like you, Jamie, I've been working with manufacturers, distributors, dealers for most of my career. And it has always been my goal to help these people thrive. Um, when I was an aftermarket leader myself, I really wanted to grow and I wanted my customers to be really successful. I believe that e-commerce is a matter of survival. It, it is the future. I mean, we can look back to, I mean, look at digital photography and what it did to companies like Kodak. Even though they were warned that it was coming and they, they did nothing about it. If we look at some of the big retail names, um, and I, I hate to compare against retail, but they really are the first warning for us uh, who are supporting manufacturers, distributors, and dealers uh, in the heavy-duty space. But, you know, JCPenney, Sears, some of these big-name companies that if, if we look back on the Forbes 500 list, uh, you know, 20 years ago, and we look today, there's been a big, a big fall for many large organizations that, that didn't heed the call. And I, I think... It's time. The time is now. Trends are changing. Uh, Walmart uh, just announced that they had the, their quarter of online sales grew 97% over the last quarter. So, you know, we're doing it in our personal lives. And when we find an easier way to do something, that easier way translates into everything we do and we can't really go back. So what's happening is sellers don't have the control that they had in the past. You know, manufacturers used to sell to the distributor, distributors sold to dealer, and dealers sell to the customer. 
those sellers had a lot of control in that process. But now with Amazon Business, Granger, McMaster Card, Fastenal, they have options. Um, as competitors move online, the, the options keep growing. So I would tell you that it's a matter of survival and the time is now. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. We've been speaking with Chris Harrington, president and COO of Gen Alpha. Now, Chris, we have something special to announce in this episode. So on Friday, October 30th, we're going to be presenting a webinar entitled Everything You Need to Know to Succeed with E-Commerce. And in this webinar, we're going to provide experience and guidance on establishing your team. We're going to talk about implementing an overall e-commerce strategy. We're going to go deep and teach how to get the data that you need, how to implement your price strategy, identify the important integrations. We're going to talk about driving adoption of the platform once it's up and running, talking about analyzing the metrics. This is really next level education. I'm really, really excited about it. Chris, I'm sure you're looking forward to participating in that webinar as well. Yeah, can't wait. I mean, the timing is right. For those that are that need to get into e-commerce, I think this is this is the webinar to to participate in. So looking forward to another discussion in the coming days. If you don't have an e-commerce strategy, but you think it's time to get one, you don't want to miss this webinar. Go over to heavydutypartsreport.com slash webinar and register today. Now that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash webinar. Register today. It's coming up very, very soon. Chris, thank you for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Thank you, Jamie. Always fun. Love the conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and I just like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile and let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the independent parts and service channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.